You're listening to episode 139 of the Tennis Files podcast, dealing with the coronavirus and training at home. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast, and this is Mirban Iranshad. I normally interview the best tennis coaches and experts and pros on the planet, but uh, today I have a special episode for you, and it's really just talking to you one-on-one about the situation that's going on right now and how to deal with it, especially as tennis players, from my point of view, and what we can do to still keep training and uh, stay as best as we can in shape so that when things do clear up, and, and they will eventually, we will have as easy of a transition back to playing as possible. And so it's obviously been very difficult with the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19, and with everything just pretty much completely shutting down. Actually, today, which uh, if you're listening, uh, I'm recording this on March 23rd, um, but this will go up a couple of days afterwards. Uh, it's uh, the, the Maryland governor shut down all non-essential establishments in the state. And I've heard that this has happened and is going to happen in in many other states as well. And really, my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected. There's just been so many people affected, especially those, of course, with physical businesses and a lot of tennis coaches as well, um, who I'm I'm sure some of you are listening or many of you are listening. And I I saw even just this morning, uh, uh, somebody posted a, a text message thread where uh, I was just so sad to see where the coach texted the individual and said, my tennis club just closed and I shut down and laid off all the coaches. And it, there was a picture of like all of the, the uh, coaches' belongings, including the ball machine and hoppers and stuff. And it's just really sad to see. And so, I mean, on that note, actually, if, if anybody knows like a legit, I guess, place where, where somebody, where people can donate uh, to help, tennis coaches or just anybody in general uh, I'd I'd be happy to hear about it just email me at mirban at tennisfiles.com um, but uh, you know I just want to recap you know what's been going on in the tennis world as of today at least um, so the ATP WTA and ITF have all suspended the their tours until June 7th this was initially just a six-week suspension but then it was extended obviously and with the USCA League, something that I participate heavily in these days, and I was on, I think, three or four teams at the same time uh, when the leagues were suspended. These, the leagues were suspended, I think, initially until April 20th. And then today, it was announced actually by one of my, well, it was announced by USCA and then one of my uh, captains relayed the information to me, uh, Sam, uh, that the USA leagues have been suspended now until May 3rd. And of course, they'll assess, 
you know, what to do moving forward. And it's just really, you never know what, what's going to happen, whether things will clear up and things will open up or we'll just keep on going in, in isolation. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I suspect it'll last longer, but we will see. And so this is going to have a big effect, of course, on the local leagues and then districts, sectionals, national championships, you know, delays and not knowing who's going to go. And uh, also, I feel really bad for those who made it to tri-level nationals, which if you don't know, the nationals is actually during the Indian Wells tournament, uh, BNP Paribas Open. And unfortunately, of course, that tournament was canceled. And so the tri-level teams from my section, Mid-Atlantic, and all the other sections in the United States did not get to go. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry that that happened. And Hopefully they can somehow figure out something to do for you all. I really don't know what that would be, you know, if, if you have another season of tri-level and then you have other champions. So, But I'm sure USTA will figure out something. And so like a lot of you, I myself am, am quite apprehensive about playing tennis with other people and, uh, you know, for fear of, of catching coronavirus. And I certainly don't want to be spreading the virus to other people potentially, especially my parents who I love very much. And they're obviously in the uh, more sensitive population to the virus being older citizens. Uh, but uh, yeah, I actually talked to Dr. Mark Kovacs today and uh, you know, it, they haven't been able to test every single surface, but there's a lot of surfaces where the virus can live for uh, anywhere from one to three days. Again, I'm not a medical professional, nor do I play one on TV, but um, that's what I've heard. And so I don't know how long it would last on tennis balls, but yeah, just uh, it's it's tough times these days. So uh, with all these you know different uh, pieces of news delaying and shutting down our normal life, I wanted to talk about what you can do at home and around your home, of course, to keep your tennis game going and your health going. Because first of all, it's really important to stay active just in general. I mean, I I tell you, I remember a a couple days going by um, near the time before we were mandated to isolate, but I was already isolating myself. Uh, just out of the safety of, of other, for other people and myself. And a couple of days went by and I just felt like junk, you know, mentally as well as physically. And I think it was just because I was following the news too much and also working really hard on, on my summit, which I'll mention more later uh, about. And, and then I realized that, hey, well, what have I been doing the past couple of days or more? More importantly, what have I not been doing? And that was exercising. So then I went out and I exercised. And I, this is not an ex- exaggeration, I felt, you know, 30 times, probably more, 30 times at least happier than I had felt before I had gone out exercising. And I feel extremely lucky. I, I know that, you know, not everybody has a ball machine, but I recently uh, received my slinger bag. It's a funny story. I actually uh, backed it on Kickstarter in June of 2018, and then I received it, uh, like a week and a half ago or so, or two weeks ago. And, you know, it takes time to produce things once uh, once they're backed, of course, and things come up. But anyway, I received it, and I've been practicing on it, and I've really been enjoying it. And, you know, I'm not getting paid by Slinger Bag or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been enjoying it, and 
Yeah. So, but I mean, even if you don't have a ball machine and you're not hitting with people, I wanted to tell you, uh, I think it's 11 ways to improve your game while you're at home. So the first thing, and this is really huge, even if we weren't in isolation, I would highly recommend that people employ shadow swings. And shadow swings without a ball are actually incredibly good for making technical changes. Because whenever the ball is introduced, we tend to revert our muscle memory to how we've always hit the ball. I mean, I, can, I can't tell you how many times I've turned to the fence and then tried a technical change, you know, let's say on the serve. And all of a sudden, as soon as I throw that ball up and I hit the ball, I'm back to my old technique. And then I check the videotape and sure enough, you know, I have that hitch somewhere or, you know, something that I've been trying to change and have been able to do it successfully without a ball. But then with the ball, things, you know, go awry, awry, excuse me. So that's why the shadow swinging is is hugely important. And it's something that you can do at home, which is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, another point, uh, you know, whenever you're fixing bad technique, good the good coaches are going to have you do shadow swings. So uh, this actually reminds me of when I interviewed uh, a tour pro junior or who it's it's really cool. I grew up. Uh, I remember when I was like 16 and he was like 11 and he was beating like a 32 year old guy. <laughs> And it was just so impressive. But yeah, Junior has been racking up. Uh, I've, I've seen some doubles, futures titles that he's been winning lately. But he told me that I asked him because uh, I actually interviewed him on episode 22 of the podcast. And it's crazy to think that it's now 117 episodes later and I'm still going, uh, knock on wood. But I asked Junior, I said, you know, you have a huge serve. And in fact, I played Junior and he... His serve was just so huge and he, you know, he beat, beat me pretty handily in like a, a U.S. Open pre-qualifying tourney, uh, tournament at, at Junior Tennis Champion Center. I asked him, I said, your serve is huge. What, what were some of the keys to developing a huge serve? And you know what he told me? I was very surprised. He said that he improved his serve uh, mainly by filling up socks with two to three tennis balls and just practicing a fluid service motion and that did not there were no balls involved except for the ones in the sock uh the tennis balls <laughs> and so he would just just do shadow swings with that um sock filled with the yeah the sock filled with the balls and he would just shadow swing over and over again and that helped him develop a really smooth technique and that smooth, fluid technique that he developed with, with not on the tennis court, just in his room, caused him to then, because he made it into uh, automatic second nature, then that transferred to the tennis court and the tennis racket, and then that helped to serve. So just an example for you of how helpful shadow swings can be. Do not discount the helpfulness, if that's a word, I think. Of shadow swings. All right. The second thing that you can do is you can do and you gotta do more mobility work. I was again, I was talking with Dr. Mark Kovacs, and we talked about a little bit about mobility, and I brought up a quote from from Mike Boyle, who uh, I believe was it episode one thirty six of the Tennis Files podcast on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, by the way, and Mike said. That for those aged 30 and after, whatever your age is, that is equal to the percentage of training that you need to focus on 
uh, doing mobility work. And uh, of course, you know, this isn't like a, a blind rule that it's got to be this exact percentage, but it gives you an idea and a great guideline to follow. And then Mark even followed up in saying that the, these days, even young kids, you know, the way that we're living life, especially now that we're sitting on our chairs and, and you know, staying there for long periods of time, we're getting even more uh, immobile. And so we need to even do more more of that. Like if you're, he said, if you're a 30-year-old, you might need to do like 50% mobility work. And so it's really no joke. I mean, when I'm on the court and, uh, you know, my movement, sometimes it's hampered by my, by certain parts of my body not being as functional as I want it to be. And so uh, you can do this on the floor, obviously. Mobility exercises, there's huge. I mean, things like, you know, and you can Google these and I'll, I'll actually, I, what I'll do is I'll link to some, some mobility exercises for you to check, to try. They're amazing. Like, uh, you know, one thing, uh, you can do, you can do clamshells kind of lying on on your side and then putting your legs together as is like a sort of triangle and then opening and closing them. That's amazing for your uh, hip mobility. And then like a seated 90, 90 is, is really good as well for your hips. Um, doing hip openers, you know, these types of things uh, to help your mobility are just uh, amazing and super helpful. And you definitely should take the time, especially being indoors, there's zero excuse. I mean, you, you your time isn't being taken up by anything else than maybe your work or hanging out with the family, um, but it's, or maybe TV, but it's, you know, you should replace that time with these very productive things that can help you feel much better and uh, so the point is we have more time these days so you should definitely work on your mobility and uh, the third thing is is you know it's very closely related uh, your flexibility as well we need to start stretching more I was actually teaching my dad yesterday I feel very privileged to uh, be hanging out with my parents more during this time and uh, and we actually I'm just coming off a of dinner with them uh, doing this uh, recording this podcast so I'm Got some good energy here, but um, yeah, I was showing him some stretches after we went for a little walk together, all three of us, um, my mom, dad, and I, and he felt so much better after doing these stretches. And uh, this morning, I was also doing some some flexibility work along with some mobility exercises too. And um, yeah, it's it's really really important that you maintain your flexibility. I mean, I can think of no better example than than Djokovic doing the splits while on the court and I know that he's he's really stepped up his uh his yoga which of course is a lot of stretching so work on your flexibility while you're at home the fourth thing that I highly recommend is foam rolling so foam rolling is fantastic and and kind of the more I guess scientific term if you will or what happens when you foam roll is it's a form of myofascial release so Foam rolling actually aids your mobility and releases tension in your muscles, which it just feels amazingly better to to you know after you're foam rolled or you, you after you have foam rolled. So, um, some tools that you're going to need. Obviously, it's in the name of what what I just said to do. So, you can either use a foam roller, 
um, which, you know, if you don't have one, it's, I guess your option is to order online. And uh, I know with Prime, it kind of, it's a little bit delayed, but you'll still get in a, in a few days, hopefully. But so the foam roller, but you can also use a lacrosse ball, which I actually use to get into to smaller knots. And it's like more intense too, because obviously it's a smaller surface area. You can get into to smaller nooks and crannies and a, you know, a bigger size foam roller. But also, if you're a beginner, you can try using a tennis ball. The issue is sometimes, especially if the tennis ball is really flat, then it doesn't give you as much pressure. But again, if you're a beginner, um, you can try using tennis balls or at least a fresh one or, you know, not a dead one. Uh, Also, a tool that I've been using to mimic, uh, not really mimic, but to also give me some fantastic myofascial release is the Theragun. And if you remember, um, last episode was with Tim Roberts, who is the uh, the director of sports science at Theragun. And so that's a fantastic tool that in- employs percussive therapy. And uh, basically, you just grab it, you press a button, and then you put it on one of two modes, and then you put it on an area that feels tight and it just through the percussive therapy it helps uh, release tension and it feels amazing and it's uh, definitely a lot easier to do than foam rolling so that is for sure an option and if you're interested in checking out Theragun and perhaps investing in one you can go to tennisfiles.com slash Theragun that's t-e-n-n-i-s-f-i-l-e-s dot com and then Theragun, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N. I recommend that you check that out. Uh, the next thing to do is to read books. And books are a just an amazing wealth of knowledge. I mean, I, I remember somebody describing it as basically somebody packing in decades of knowledge of what they've learned all into just, you know, 100, 200, 300, whatever pages all that knowledge that they've gained just so that it'll help you uh, just avoid the mistakes that they have made and uh, and really help your life. So it's a, an amazing deal, right? Like a book is like, what, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. So I highly recommend that you use this time to not just binge Netflix, not just watch TV, not just go on social media and, you know, and, and listen to the news and watch the news all day. Of course, you can do some of that, right? But read some great books. Um, uh, I mean, some, you know, many, uh, I think most or if not all of my podcast episodes, I list book recommendations in the show notes. And so, I mean, some books that I can just think off the top of my head are The Inner Game of Tennis, Strength and Conditioning for Tennis Players by Dr. Mark Kovacs, Open by Andre Agassi. Uh, Winning Ugly by Brad Gilbert. And there's just a whole host of many other books that are really fantastic that you should check out and you should take this time to read. I mean, reading is extremely calming. It's also much better for your eyes than looking at a computer screen uh, all day, which is basically what I'm doing because I (laughs) work all day and then work on the summit, you know, in the morning and at night. But I, I also, I still read. I start my day by, by reading. So, Highly recommend that you read uh, and see this. How many tips have you gone through so far? One, two, tres, cuatro, cinco. So uh, that's my Spanish for the day. Uh, so tip number six or the sixth thing that you can do uh, to train at home to, to further your tennis game. And you know, this is a little related to number five, I suppose. Um, but 
it's to study your tennis game and also study other people's tennis games. And, uh, you know, the way to do that is hopefully you've listened to my other episodes. Hopefully you've listened to people like Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis and are pleased to uh, video your game. And so this is a perfect opportunity to go back to find some clips of you playing. If there's any uh, technology that has allowed you to record your tennis matches. Oh, like PlaySight. There we go. I can't believe I forgot about PlaySight, uh, the name rather, but I, that's what I was thinking of. Go back and review that. There's so many things you can learn from that. You can learn about your technique. You can learn about your decision-making, whether you made a good decision or not. Uh, you can pick up on uh, you know, how you responded, you know, your, your body language, how that is, and what you need to change. So it's just amazing to be able to study your own game. And then also, of course, studying other people's games. I mean, the, the key in life is to, you know, wherever you want to get to, you want to study people who are there. And so if that's like a top tennis player in, in your um, category, you want to study them. So you can get to their level. And then, of course, you can make further tweaks and then get past them, hopefully. But so, I, of course, you know, resources for studying other people's tennis games, assuming you don't have uh, footage of them uh, that you've taken, is to go on, like, YouTube or just even just think in your mind of what you've seen of that player and what they've been doing. And just make a list, like, write down. And I think I feel that this is very important is to view some form of writing, whether that's typing on your computer or writing it down on a journal, just writing down uh, key attributes and skills that the that person that you're looking up to, in a sense, has, and then kind of figuring out where your game is at and then what you need to do to get your game to that level. So study your game, study other people's games who are doing well, and that is a huge thing that you can do to train your game while you're at home. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The seventh tip I have for you, assuming my math is still on track here, is to practice your serve on nearby tennis courts. And I, I hope that there are still outdoor tennis courts nearby you that are open. I, I assume, like in, in my area in Maryland, that all the courts, uh, all the indoor courts and clubs have been shut down. And of course, for good reason. And uh, But yeah, if there are outdoor courts available, you get there uh, with your... Uh, with your box of tennis balls or your hopper of tennis balls or whatever, even your few cans of tennis balls and go out there and practice your serve. The serve is the most important stroke I think in the game because you're, you're definitely hitting a serve at least half the time. 
in singles and then a quarter of the time in doubles. But of course, your partner is serving the other quarter, so that's a half too. <laughs> According to my abacus anyway next to me, no, I don't really have an abacus. But very important to be practicing your serve. So if all else fails and we can't practice anything else, we still will have a good serve when we come back and we'll be ahead of everybody else in that respect of, you know, the percentage of advancement made on our serve during that time and, and not not having a rusty serve. So such an important stroke and you can practice so many things. You can practice placement, you can practice spin, you can practice power, of course, your technique, you can even just pretend that you're playing a match, but just serving only and then hit first and second serves on each side. You can make goals to hit 10 second serves in a row to to strengthen your second serve and avoid double faults in your uh, in your matches and practices moving forward, you know, once we can do that. And so I highly recommend that. The next tip for you is training with bands and another family story i mean very short but i was also showing my dad exercises that he could do with with bands and he was very impressed i mean even though the gyms are closed which which really sucks for some of us and by the way i saw one of my friends justin who's just an absolute beast i don't know how he got access to like gym equipment but he had like four 45-pound plates on his back and he was doing push-ups because there's like this 10 push-up challenge and 25 push-up challenge going around Instagram, which is great because, I, you know, it's promoting activity, but I just couldn't believe, you know, that much of weight on his back. But anyway, <laughs> even if you don't have weight, you can still you can still train. You can still become more fit. You know, maybe you do more high reps or maybe you have less rest, but you can still be fit. And tra training with bands are fantastic because what you can do with them is you can put your feet on, on them and hold them. And then you can do things like bicep curls with the, with the band, or you can wrap them around a pole or, or something like maybe, you know, with the stairs, they have like a, you can wrap it around one of, one of those <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, man, but, but, you know, wrap it around the stairs and then, um, do rows and then turn around and you can do chest presses. Um, you can uh, also stand on the bands and then, uh, again, and then do, uh, shoulder presses, things like that. So uh, you can have a great workout with bands and, you know, if you don't have them, once again, you can go to Amazon and then, uh, you know, order them and they'll, hopefully be at your door in, in a few days or so. And I'll have links to, to those resources as well, um, like some good bands. I think I've linked to them before in, in, in prior podcasts on the show notes page. And by the way, the show notes page will be tennisfiles.com slash 139. Or if for whatever reason that doesn't work, tennisfiles.com slash podcast. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely train with bands. They're, they're fantastic and they're you know, low impact, I guess if you could call it. Um, and yeah, good stuff. So the next tip I have for you is to use the jump rope. The jump rope is an amazing training tool to help your entire body get stronger, especially your lower body and help your coordination, help your balance, help your footwork intensity. I mean, think about it. You've got to consistently coordinate your entire body so that the rope is not hitting your feet. And uh, you've got to stay balanced, of course, and you're moving your feet constantly and you can vary it up by just um, doing, you know, like 
jump roping really fast for for maximum intensity, or you can uh, focus on on longer uh, sessions uh, or sets, if you will, to help your endurance a bit more. It's a great tool. It's it's one of the best out there, really. Very simple, very cheap. So get out there, go for a little jump rope, especially in the morning. It'll really get the blood going. You can do double jumps to work on your like explosive jumping. So it's 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 a great tool for sure. The next tip, you know what? I'm gonna count again because I forgot where I'm at. I should have numbered this, these uh these tips here. One, two, tres cuatro, cinco seis, siete, ocho. Nueve. Wow, we're on 10. I lied about the Spanish thing. I still got a bit more in me. So the next one is bodyweight training. So you can do a lot of bodyweight training. I know I mentioned using bands, which, which you know, that's an added um, resistance, of course. But you can just do a lot of great things with your own body weight. You can do pull-ups, push-ups. You can do squats. And if you want some more weight... Even though, even if you don't have dumbbells in your house, you can, and I'm not joking here, you can like hold water jugs in front of you or, or above you. Uh, you can carry a 24, 32 pack of water if you buy those. I mean, I've done that before. Actually, they're actually fairly heavy. You can do step exercises. My dad has been doing this outside and I actually joined him. Uh, you know, you can, if you have steps outside your house, you can just jump up and jump back. Just be careful, you know, don't put too much of your weight forward and fall forward on your face. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, you might want to do more reps. You might want to uh, lessen the rest time, but uh, just to provide yourself with more of a stressor, more of a challenge. Uh, actually, I saw, was it Madison Brangle or... No, I'm sorry. It was Madison Keys. Madison Brangle plays for the Castles. That's why I thought of her. But yeah, Madison Keys, she had a really cool Instagram post, and I'll try to find it and link to it. I don't know if it was a story. I think it was a post. And she was doing some really great exercises. She was doing air squats. She was bringing her knees to to her hands. She was uh, doing, like I think, jumping on steps. And it looked like a great workout, and I'm sure it was. And that's another thing you can do to train at home and keep your keep your fitness up. And uh, the next tip for you is, and I mentioned this earlier, well, half of it. So you can either hit against a ball machine uh, if you're lucky enough to have one. I know that, that not everyone does, of course, and I didn't for the longest time. Or you can find a wall and hit against a wall. I know that... Quite a few tennis courts have the green walls, but that's also a great way, of course, to just retain your ground strokes, you know, the timing and, and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, you can have a nice little workout of ground strokes and volleys and even overheads and serve. Of course, you should do that. So that's another way to train while at home. Obviously, you're not going to be at home unless you have an indoor wall somehow which which that's pretty cool if you have that but you know you get what i mean we we obviously can't go to tennis clubs or anything like that but we can find places that are not uh, highly populated and hopefully your your tennis courts will be open and then you can do that one of those ball machine or a wall and then you know this is the the last thing that you potentially could do but i would just say first to 
consult a medical professional before you do this. And, you know, actually, I, I hesitate, hesitate to even put this as training at home. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I might not include this. But basically, I was going to say that you could train with somebody. You could play tennis with somebody. I mean, when talking with, with, with Mark... You know, he said that for sure playing tennis with somebody is, is going to be less risk than going to a grocery store because, uh, as you know, they're banning, uh, you know, get large gatherings. But if you're playing with one person, then you are just you and another person, obviously. And then the tennis ball, that's what I was wondering about where, you know, is there how long does the, the uh, could the virus stay on the tennis ball? But of course, if you. If you wash your hands or put on hand sanitizer, if you're lucky to have one, if if you, and if you do, please let me know where the heck I can buy some in Maryland. I, I don't think there's anywhere, but you know, sanitize your hands beforehand, and then play, and then that further minimizes transference of, of the virus. But um, yeah, technically that's not quite you know training at home, but that's that's another thing that you could do. Um, but yeah, just, um, be, be very careful if you do play tennis with someone. I'm, you know, I'm very hesitant myself, but I hope that you enjoyed those 11 and a half tips, I'd say 12 tips, uh, because I know it's a very trying time and, you know, we're, we, we can't play tournaments. We can't play USCA leagues. We're competitive people. But one of the most th- the things that I enjoy the most is training. And a lot of times training by myself are what I most relish. I mean, actually, I'm an introvert myself. And so I just enjoy visualizing and thinking about my goals and then training on my own to achieve them. And a lot of that has involved what I've talked to you about today, like jump roping, uh, as training and and practicing my serve, reading books, foam rolling, mobility and flexibility exercises on my own, um, you know, even body weight training, training with bands, shadow swinging on my own. These are all really helpful things, and you don't need uh, you don't need the USTA leagues to be functioning to do this. You don't need pro tennis to be going on to do this. So I I highly encourage you to pick some of these and do them. And uh, you write it down, you know, block it out in your calendar. I'm always a huge proponent of blocking things out in your calendar and then following them. So uh, you should do that. <laughs> and you really don't want to just give up on tennis during these times because tennis is a source of happiness, something that we all love very much, and you should stay connected with the game. And like I said, I can't tell you how happy I've felt these times when I've been able to go out and exercise, whether that's hitting with my ball machine or um, performing some uh, some fitness exercises or uh, sprints on the court, which that, you know, should add that to the list, you know, doing uh, agility exercises and speed exercises on the court. So, um, yeah, just stay positive, stay connected. Uh, to tennis and also stay connected with your loved ones and friends um, through the technology we have today. And we're, we're definitely going to get through this together. I also just want to say, I know that with all the physical tennis uh, that we watch and can partake in are limited, I just want you to, to look out for Tennis Summit 2020, which if you don't know, this is an online tennis conference that I'm going to be hosting for 
it's going to be the fourth time, uh, the fourth annual tennis summit for me that I'm hosting with over 30 world-class tennis coaches, trainers, and experts to help you level up your tennis game. And uh, it is going to be on April 20th. And five days uh, after this episode is published, registration will, will open. And so uh, if you want to know more about it, you should just go to tennisfiles.com and then sign up for my newsletter if you aren't already subscribed and you'll get a free ebook, uh, The Building Blocks of Tennis Success. And uh, it's going to be an amazing event. We've got some incredible experts featured like Paul Anacone, who coached Roger Federer, Tim Henman, and Pete Sampras, like Rick Macy, who coached the Williams sisters and uh, so many amazing players. Uh, Gigi Fernandez, a 17-time Grand Slam champion. Louis Caillé, who is uh, heralded by many as the number one doubles coach in the world. Jeff Salzenstein, former top 100 pro and uh, the founder of, of um, Tennis Evolution. We've got Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis. Will Hamilton from Fuzzy Yellow Balls. Dr. Son Drake from Racket Fit, Dr. Mark Kovacs, as I had mentioned, from the International Tennis Performance Association and Kovacs Institute. We've got uh, Jorge Capistani this year uh, from TennisDrills.tv and many, many, many more. Um, so really excited for this event. And I know, you know, I, I thought about postponing it, but then again, I thought again and, and reasoned with myself that, you know, this is a time where there are a lot of people at home uh, they want more tennis content to check out, and, and I've got to do this event. I'm not going to postpone it. So that's why I'm moving forth with it. Uh, it's totally free to register, and to and to uh, you can watch the sessions for a limited time, of course. Uh, and so, yeah, all the details will be coming up extremely soon, and I'll add the link to the summit uh, once registration opens uh, uh, next week, which is, you know, uh, five days from from this episode publishing once again and there'll be sessions on strategy technique fitness and a mental game and i've listened to your feedback and i know that you all want more on court lessons and more point analysis and presentations and you know of course there's some interviews too uh, but we've increased the encore lessons a ton this year and we've also uh, made it at a length that you all have asked for uh, which is a little bit shorter than than previous years uh, as far as the length of each session. So, um, yeah, I'm just listening to you. I'm trying to bring the best information to you, and I am really excited for you all to check it out. So I um, wanted to give you a pun of the day just to, just to laugh, and this is a one that I learned early in my life. What is cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. I hoped you liked that one. If you didn't, Please don't hate me. <laughs> and also, I just want to leave you with a quote, as I often like to do at the end of the show. And this is just an amazing one from a, a very smart human being, very relevant to what we're going through. And this quote is by Robert Kiyosaki. And Robert said, inside of every problem lies an opportunity. A very powerful quote there. All right. Well, this is Mirabon again, and I really appreciate you. And uh, again, uh, we're going to get through this no matter what. And, uh, you know, it's tough times, but you have to stay positive. Keep up your routines. Uh, I really highly encourage you to, to exercise, to read, 
Try meditating. Now's the time if you don't meditate to try meditating. I'm telling you, one of my most productive days this week uh, well, actually it was yesterday when I meditated for longer than I usually do, and my concentration was incredible, and I was able to do a lot of a lot of great work. And concentration and focus is everything if you want to accomplish a huge task, whether that's your your tennis game and training or hosting a summit or any other big project. So uh, just a little a little more knowledge dropping for you all. So I'm excited to bring you again, Tennis Files. Uh, sorry. Well, I am excited to bring you Tennis Files, but also the Tennis Summit coming up, and I'll, I'm going to continue to work on that and get. I'm going to get back to work on it right now, actually. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, be healthy, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.